run Rommel's looking like he's got one more good run Zip's a little shaky But his heart is still true Oh how that dog loves hunting with me and you Sporting dog adventures run Everything you need is here under the sun Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Soggy Acres Retrievers. My name is Jeff Fuller. I've been breeding dogs for over 20 years and it is my passion. We love putting best friends in people's homes and selling them that dream. That dream of riding the truck next to you, running around the field on a hunt, or just being a best friend at your house. If you're looking for a high-quality Labrador Retriever puppy, please check our website out as www.soggyacres.com or you can call me at 262-215-9683 or email me sportingdogtv at gmail.com. Remember, whether it's yellow, black, or chocolate, everyone deserves a Soggy Dog. Here at the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, we are all about the dogs. As our listeners, we want to thank you all for listening. We want to ask you a favor. Please give us a five-star rating. Give us a thumbs up. Share us with your friends. If you can support us financially, go to Anchor Support and support us there. We are only as strong as our fans and your help that you give us where we are going to spread our love for dogs and dogs in the field. Please share it to your friends and family. Please help us grow. Thank you again so much for listening to us. God bless. Welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fuller of Soggy Acres Retrievers, and it is 2022. Happy New Year, everyone. I thought for today's episode, we'll do the obvious, the resolution episode for what our New Year's resolution is for our dogs. So I'll tell you what I have in mind. Then in the dog tip and training segment, I wanted to talk about Labrador Retrievers and ear infections. And then finally, During the hunting segment, I wanted to talk about how I am going to go back through all of my decoys. So I'll have all that and more coming up in a great show. But first, let's talk New Year's resolutions. It is 2022, and I am looking at the upcoming year and wondering what I can do different. As I look at my dogs, my two main hunting dogs are Ace and Tank. Ace will be six years old. Tank will be four years old. And my resolution for both of them is to get them out, get them a lot of exercise as well as myself for the whole year so that I can have them be healthy as well as myself be more healthy. As dogs get older, Tank being four probably doesn't need this, but still, as dogs get older, it is so important to get them conditioned. You can do it quite easily with dogs with swimming. That gets them in very good shape, but... If you're only doing swimming, we're not getting exercise ourselves. So I'm going to find a few areas where I can take my dogs hiking and have them where they can run around and have a good time, but also get themselves in shape. I've got an elk hunt coming up next fall, so I will be going into some hilly areas and it'll be nice to have the dogs where they can run up and down the hills, probably run circles around me, but have them where they're really getting some exercise that will help have them in shape in an overall better physical condition for once hunting season comes. 
Tank, again, he will be running a hunt test this year, so it won't be as much with him. But with Ace turning six and being almost six and a half by the time we get to hunting season next year, it just gets to the point where you can save yourself unwanted injuries as well as just overall uh, overall muscle and joint pain on a dog if you have them in shape, which is honestly the same that we can save for me. So it will be getting my dogs out, getting exercise as we're hiking, also taking them, making them go swim a lot. I'm probably going to take my dogs out and work with them in our marsh where it is heavier mud. Our marsh where we hunt in one spot is not for a young dog. It is something that I wouldn't take an older dog, especially an older dog that wasn't in shape, just because it is just, it's that bottom where the water's only about a foot and a half deep, but you go all the way up to over your waist as you sink in mud. Dogs don't have as tough a time with it, but they still struggle as well. It really, really, I guess it, it, it takes their level from where they're swimming and they can do it at a low to moderate level to a moderate to high level of exertion while they're out there. So I'm going to take the dogs out. I'm thinking what I'm going to do is set up training scenarios. I've got some bumper launchers, set up some blind retrieves, and I'll work with my dogs out in the atmosphere that we normally hunt in. And that is great because one, it's going to get them exercise. Two, it's going to put them in those situations where they are working, where we hunt. And it will get us ready so that we're in a better spot for when we uh, get to fall and hunting. The other thing when I'm running my dogs on blind retrieves, uh, for people that don't know, a blind retrieve is where a bird goes down and the dog does not know where the bird went. So you set them up on a line, which is straight to the the uh, retrieve, you command back, and then if they get offline, you're going to hit the whistle and you're going to handle them with hand signals to get there. It's It sounds more simple, more simplistic than that, than it actually is. It's a fairly, it's a tough task to teach and it takes a lot of training in an older dog to get there, but it is something that if you're working with it in your hunting atmosphere, you can one, help the dog learn in the atmosphere you're normally hunting. But two, have what would be maybe your light weather or your warm weather gear on and you can see if the dog's going to struggle seeing you from different spots when you're doing your casts. We often forget we're wearing camouflage. We often forget the dogs need a clear line of sight as well as, if you can, a good background where they can see your cast, whether it's straight up for a back command or your leftover or right overs. If you can have that, the dog is going to be far more successful and the best way to do that is to go out into an area that is the area you normally hunt in the off season or an area that looks like where you hunt. I've got a couple of spots that they're not where I hunt, but they are in an area that is very similar looking. So we will go out there, we'll work. It will give me a great chance to work with the dogs and give them these commands and these casts so that the first time that we're in this type of atmosphere, isn't going to be in that type of a spot. We have a few new areas that the dogs have never hunted where just for argument's sake, I'm going to take them out even though they've got several hunting seasons under their belt and I'm going to work with them out there so that they can just, I guess, be sharp but also get exercise prior to season. So that is what our New Year's resolution is. If you have one that is interesting that you want to talk about, send it to sportingdogtv at gmail.com or if you have questions, again, email us sportingtv 
sportingdogtv at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you so that we can answer some of your questions during our podcast. And we can also hopefully help you learn more about your dog, handling your dog. And heck, we get comments, we get questions where we learn things as well here. So it is a big assistance to us when we get feedback from our fans because it really helps us grow our podcast and make it more interesting. So again, please do not hesitate to reach out and let us know what your questions are. Next up, we're going to talk about dogs, in particular Labrador Retrievers, and ear infections and why they get them and how to make sure that you are keeping your dog's ears clean as well as uh, dry so you don't get these infections. And the last part of our show is going to be our hunting segment where we're going to talk about going through last year's decoys. All that and more coming up after this. If you're a serious person about the outdoors, or you love shooting, or you just want a great hobby, or all of the above, you need to check out Mech Outdoors. From their shot shell and metallic reloading to their clay target machines, you will get a quality product that will give you so much more enthusiasm about your participation in the outdoors, and also a great hobby that you can do with the whole family. Check out mechoutdoors.com for more. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly sponsored by Trepanion, medical insurance for the life of your pet. Trepanion is trusted by over 500,000 owners and breeders, including myself. As a member of Trepanion's breeder support, I give all of my buyers a go-home offer so they can try out Trepanion coverage for their new pups. I also love that they are the only pet insurance provider that can pay your vet directly, which means you don't have to wait for reimbursements when you take your dog to a participating veterinarian. To learn more and sign up for Trepanion's breeder support program, visit trepanion.com breeder. And be sure to tell them that Sporting Dog Adventures sent you. Welcome back to the show. We had a question from someone that had a dog and they had recurrent ear infections. And they asked if this is normal in Labrador Retrievers, if it's normal in certain lines, and why labs seem to get so many ear infections. What it is, it's a product of the, way, of the way the Labrador Retriever ear falls on the dog's head. You have an ear canal that goes down into the dog's head where their ears are, where their eardrums are, and you will have water that gets in there. In your dogs where they have the ears that are up or clipped, they have open air, so it will help dry it. What happens with the dogs that have their ears that the flap falls over the opening, like a lab does, you're holding moisture in the ears. Now, some dogs will have more chronic conditions with ear infections. Other dogs, it's it's chronic until you get it actually taken care of because it, it's a process that you need to really get it clean, really get the medication on there, and make sure that you are knocking out the infection prior to ceasing uh, your treatment. But what can also happen is, I had one dog, her name was Dixie Bell, we went through probably two years where she just was chronic, just had ear infection after ear infection after ear infection. And ultimately, we cultured what the infection was because it happened so many times. And it ended up where the culture showed that it was bacterial. So your normal moisture type ear infection is 
is caused by a yeast infection. So basically it's, it's a, a, a waterborne and moisture-borne type of infection. But you can also end up where at times you can get a bacterial infection. So that was something that when we had these recurrent infections, we cultured it, we made sure it was a yeast type of infection. It wasn't. So then we put her on antibiotics and it knocked it out. And we honestly, I don't think she had an infection after that. Uh, another common practice or another common issue that people will have is if you have two dogs, the dogs will like to lick each other's, uh, lick each other's ears. And people will think, oh, it's so nice. His ears are sore. The other one's taking care of them. They're being sweet to them. The problem is you're keeping moisture in that ear. So again, if you've got a yeast type of infection, you want it to be dry. You've got another dog constantly licking the other dog's ears and they will then lick both ears and they'll introduce the infection to both sides and so on. And you actually have it where it's, it's creating the issue. So you want to make sure that if you have two dogs, you are not putting them in that position and you want to make sure that you're following through with your treatments to get all the way through so that you have it where it's completely knocked out. And the last thing is, if it is a dog that just for some reason has chronic infections, we don't have an extra dog, we don't have a bacterial, it's just yeast infection, what you should do is every time the dog is in water or goes swimming, give them or put a cleaner in that's got a drying agent. There are a lot of ear cleaners. They will have something similar to alcohol, rubbing alcohol, in the actual cleaner. And that will be a drying agent to keep that ear canal dry. So if you have a dog that's chronically getting these infections, it is, is a yeast infection, you want to use that ear cleaner every time the dog goes in the water, which I get can be a pain in the butt. But again, if you do this, the dog's not going to have the infections. It is hard on the dogs when we do clean their ears. They don't like it. So if you keep them clean and you're using it constantly and you don't have an infection, you're not going to have that pain for the dog. So it's going to be easier to clean. So eventually the dog is going to come around where it's going to be easier to get them to keep their ears clean. But it's really important that you keep their ears and their ear canal dry. So again, watch other dogs. If you've got a chronic, get it cultured to make sure it's indeed a yeast infection, not bacterial. And then lastly, if it's still chronic where you're constantly getting them, just wash your dog's ears every time they're in water. So I hope that helps. It's a common problem with any dog that has the ear that flaps over the ear canal, and it is all, but it's also something that's easily fixable. So I hope that helps you. Next up, we're going to talk about my decoy spread and what I have to do prior to next season during the offseason this year. All that and more coming up after this. I am going to be the first to admit that sometimes kennels are kind of unsightly in the house. My wife for years was telling me how we needed to find something that wasn't just a kennel, but a piece of furniture. She showed me DCT kennels a long time ago, and we finally got with them, and we have partnered with them as a sponsor for Sporting Dog Adventures. DCT kennels is more than a kennel. It's a piece of furniture. It is high quality, American-made, and something you need as a focal point in your home. For more information, check out dctkennels.com. You will not be disappointed. 
If you're a serious person about the outdoors, or you love shooting, or you just want a great hobby, or all of the above, you need to check out Mech Outdoors. From their shot shell and metallic reloading to their clay target machines, you will get a quality product that will give you so much more enthusiasm about your participation in the outdoors and also a great hobby that you can do with the whole family. Check out mechoutdoors.com for more. Welcome back to the show. I have to go through my decoys. This is your hunting tip. I will tell you that a lot of my decoys were looking fairly sad toward the end of the year. I'm in the middle of basically transitioning from decoys that I had when I had the TV show that are probably in that five to eight year range to new decoys. And wow, is there a difference first in decoys? The The technology has come so incredibly far. The prices have come down on, on decoys. We have some new decoys that are just fantastic. Now, with that said, I don't want to get rid of all of my decoys because a lot of them are still nice. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through my decoys. I am going to take the ones that are incredibly sun faded where they are just beyond reproach. I don't think I'm going to repaint them. I think what I'll do is probably just use them for training decoys and have them down here at the house so that if my kids want to go duck hunting, they have some older decoys. Then I can't get mad if they shoot any or they wreck them or lose them because they were decoys we were just using for training. But I also have to go through and find the decoys that maybe caught a stray pellet. Uh, I've got one decoy, it was brand new, and the bottom um, at, at the seam on it broke. I'm going to see if I can put like a JB Weld or a glue or something on it. Um, for the ones, I've got a couple of my uh, hard plastic decoys that took a pretty good wallop uh, when someone shot across the spread and they hit one of them. <clears throat> what I'm going to do with those is I've got one that takes on water pretty bad. So I'm going to actually drill a hole in and put some great stuff in to give it more buoyancy and to fill that area where it was and try that for the year. But it's, it's something where you just have to get to the point where you go through your decoys. It's gotten to that point for me. I'm going to shoot for having basically, I think we're going to shoot to have like 16 teal decoys probably a dozen wood duck decoys and two dozen mallard decoys and then anything above and beyond that that's extra we're going to bring home use them for training or have them here so that the kids can use them if they go out with their friends but going through your decoys is something you want to do every year you want to make sure that the anchors are set you want to make sure that they don't have holes in them you want to make sure that the paint looks good in them i know a lot of guys really enjoy painting decoys that's something i haven't thought about and i really I just don't have time and I don't know if I'd enjoy that, but definitely going to go through my decoys so that I can be ready when season comes next year. I know a lot of you are still out in the field, probably a little month, uh, a month premature for you, but up here we have been closed for a month. So now it is looking at the point where you're starting to take stock of what you have, clean up what we have and get ready for next year. So that when I get to hunting season, I don't pull my stuff down and then realize, Oh crap, I need X, Y, and Z or I needed to go through this. Now I've got to spend time when hunting season is near. In the off season, is the time to go through your decoys. That is what I plan on doing. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's show. I really appreciate it. Let's make 2022 our largest growth year that we have for the show. If you haven't listened, we also have our new podcast, the Hunting Guy podcast. It is more of a general hunting about everything, all encompassed in hunting. 
let us help you get involved more, but please help us, help us as well. SportingDogTV at gmail.com. Send us a message. Let us know what questions you have. Again, support the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. Share it with your friends. Five-star ratings. Thumbs up. Follow it on platforms. Hunting Guy Podcast is our other one. Please support that as well. We want to we want to grow our platform to be even larger in 2022. We had exponential growth in 2021. So please, with your help, help us grow. Share the show. Thank you so much, everyone. Happy New Year. Have a great week and God bless. Sporting Dog Adventures, run, boy, run. Everything you need is here under the sun.